This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to Field of Streams on the Rotographs Audio. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. It is Monday, April 13th, after our first weekend, and uh, I'm joined again by Steve Adams from MLB Trade Rumors. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully today. Thank you for having me, as always, Dylan. Yeah, you bet. I, uh, I personally, I'm doing okay, but I'm getting over, uh, getting over a cold. You can probably tell. My head feels like a brick, so. I didn't even, I didn't even ask you how you were doing, so, yeah. you know, let's, let's just dispense with the formalities and talk about wonderful daily fantasy sports. Yes, yes, that's, that's very doable. <laughs> now, that I, now that I sound like the biggest jackass on the planet. <laughs> Not right. at all. I just wanted to explain my, uh, my goofy voice. My goofy uh, voice. Yeah. Sounds we, lovely stuff. We're getting past our first weekend in baseball. Uh, we came to you guys on Friday with a big episode talking about the weekend and made some picks and, uh, it went okay. Matt and I had Derek Holland on Friday. That did not go okay. Poor uh, Derek yeah. Holland. <laughs> that guy has some of the worst, or that team really has some of the worst luck in baseball history, but yeah, Derek Holland can stay healthy, man. Right. I don't know that I'd call him a sleeper, but I definitely thought he was underrated this year. Yeah. And, uh, he's on the shelf for a while. We got one inning and one earn run on him on Friday. And then on, uh, Saturday, oh boy, I went with Aaron Sanchez and that went poorly. He lasted Ooh. three and a third. I still think there's upside there. I like him. Again, I mentioned I have him on a bench in a league. I'm gonna see that through a little bit, but I would not be starting him yet. He's, it was his first major league start. Um, Matt went with Jimmy Nelson and Jimmy Nelson looked good. Real good. Um, I went with Jimmy Nelson in a DFS league on Saturday, and that went well for me. And uh, you had Giovanni Gallardo, who pulled out an okay start, got a win. Yeah, yeah, got him, got himself a W. It wasn't uh, Jimmy Nelson level of quality, but yeah, it, it definitely could have gone worse. He got the job done. You know, that yeah. was about all you could ask for from him. And then uh, on Sunday, I had Carlos Martinez, who pitched fine. I like his upside too. I think he's oh, yeah. well underrated. He didn't dominate, but he was fine. Um, Matt yeah, had like Jake PV. Jake PV gave up four runs, which was too bad. Uh, and then you had Rysel Iglesias, who was okay. Uh, yeah, three like three earned in, in five innings. Not uh, not as, as as good as I had hoped, but I knew at the time it was kind of more of a uh, a risky pick when I made it. So he's going to be interesting, though. Yeah, it was kind of for fun. I, I I like his upside, and I think you know. Maybe not early in the year, but once he kind of settles in uh, and starts getting some work under his belt, he can be a guy who's definitely mixed league relevant by by the end of the year, and, and definitely somebody worth consideration in uh, in daily. So yeah, yeah, he uh, he doesn't have much North American experience yet, very little. No. So uh, it could be interesting as he acclimates. All right. So anything else over the weekend that stuck out to you? Good old Twins and Mike Pelfrey. Uh, you know, hey, Pelfrey, I mean, he pitched poorly, but not as poorly as I would have expected. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. I expected, like, some kind of clay buckle flying out of him, which, speaking yeah. of terrible daily performances, that probably, yeah. uh, that probably did some, some damage to a lot of teams, but. <laughs> Who is a more volatile pitcher in your mind? Uh, Clay Buckles or Ubaldo Jimenez? Oh my god. You really want me to make that, that choice? I mean, oh. I stacked against Ubaldo. <laughs> and I just got embarrassed. Just so, and he just destroyed your team. Like, yep. Oh man, uh, I feel like I feel like you have to give uh, Jimenez the the more volatile tag. Buckles isn't as volatile. I feel like he's just always hurt. So yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, no, they're 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 definitely two uh, polarizing pitchers for sure. I feel like nothing surprises me with those two anymore. You can throw <laughs> no, in any line for them, and I'd be like, just, yeah, sure. You could have flipped their lines this weekend, and it wouldn't have surprised anyone no, whatsoever. Not so. at all. I I can't figure those two out at all. Uh, all right, so we're gonna look at uh Monday, the thirteenth. Got a big old full slate of games to start this week off. And uh, look at some DFS stuff that might be able to help, help you guys out, hopefully. Um, hopefully. So we can file the list of guys. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to run down the order and might as well start at catcher. Any uh, catchers that stuck out to you for Monday? Um, yeah, not not a ton. I don't feel like there's a lot of great stacking opportunities uh, tomorrow. But one that I do like is um, stacking against Texas. Uh, Ross Detweiler starting. Um, and, and Chris Iannetta has, has really hit lefties well throughout his career. Um, yeah. Not uh, not traditionally one of the most expensive daily options that you're going to come across either. Yeah, uh, he, he doesn't have tons of power, but he, he draws his walks and he, he puts the ball in play. He doesn't strike out a ton. Um, so at the very least, there's you know opportunity for for a couple of base hits. And I mean, he he hits what you know maybe ten ten plus homers a year. So sure. he put one out, but uh, draws yeah, walks, he, scores runs. Yeah, I think he gives a, gives you a decent chance there. He's probably not going to hit an ideal lineup spot, but. He's a, he's a good, good enough option against the lefty who, and Detweiler does struggle quite a bit against righties throughout his career, so. Yeah. Um, I like that pick. The other one I wrote down for catcher is, uh, Devin Messerocco. And you'll have to pay the price for him, but yeah. he goes to Wrigley Field and then gets John Lester. And Messerocco mm-hmm. squashes lefties, for sure. That's nice. a tough lefty. But, um, that's a platoon advantage you need to look out for, for Messerocco. Um, and, and if you, if you like that, I don't know, you, you got to balance whether it's worth the price or not, but it wouldn't yeah. shock me at all for him to do some damage there. No, not at all. And like you and Matt said, you know, last week on, when we recorded, um, there, there are times where there's just not a lot of really appealing options. And sometimes you just pay full, full sticker price for somebody knowing they're going to be expensive. Yep. But if it's an elite player at the position, hey, yeah. go for it. And that's when he's, uh, has this most potential is against the lefty. You know, I don't feel as good paying the price for him when he faces a righty, but he gets John Lester. So, um, all right. How about first base? Anybody stick out to you at first base? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, if you want to, if you want to go with the, the stack against Detweiler, uh, Pujols, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, think a lot of people might take the other side of this matchup. Um, but I, I'm not particularly high on Matt Latos at this point. Uh, his yeah. velocity's way down. He's struggling. He was obviously terrible in his first start. I think a lot of people are going to write that off and see Latos against the Braves and think, oh, that's, you know, the Braves aren't uh, are a pretty depleted lineup. Latos is a good pitcher. Um, I would take the Braves side of it, and I, I would love uh, – I, I will would happily put Freddie Freeman um, in my daily lineup against, uh, against Latos, and, and he's, you know, probably will come at a significantly cheaper price than – than Pujols, who I, who I mentioned uh, already. So, yeah. yeah, Freeman is a good option for me tomorrow. Latos could not have had a much worse uh, debut. <laughs> and I think he's a lot better than that, unless he's hurt. I mean, if he's hurt, then he could be bad again. But He's he'd... gone from throwing, you know, 93-94 to 89-90-91 maybe. I mean, he, he's not... He, he's, he doesn't seem like the, the the pitcher that he was when he was in San Diego and, and his first couple of years in Cincinnati. So yeah, that's a concern for sure. I also wrote down. I showed you this, and you you commented. Uh, Lucas Duda gets Aaron Harang. What uh, you've learned nothing. I've learned nothing from uh, going against Aaron Harang. Harang spits in the face of the naysayers. He, Basically, scoffs at the non-believers. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have no answer for Aaron Harang. 
<laughs> if if you're a non-believer like me, you can go with Lucas Duda, but he might throw seven scoreless. I have no idea. So uh, Duda Duda's a Duda's a, a very good pick against Harang. All all jokes aside, I have no idea how Harang did what he did in this first start, but yeah. you can't expect him to keep that up. So yep. I also wrote uh, Rizzo gets Mike Leak. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, oh. And then Eric Hosmer gets your boy Trevor May in Minnesota. My boy Trevor May. Oh. Yeah, can you tell me anything about Trevor May? This is a decent pitching prospect that came up last year and didn't do anything. Yeah, he, he came up last year and got torched, but he had like a 380 uh, average on balls in play last year too, which, uh, you know, if, if he gets a fair shot this year, that should come down. Um, I, I think, you know, he's he's a decent prospect in the twin system. He's ranked anywhere from like 9th to 11th for them. It's a pretty good system, so he'd be probably more along 4th or 5th in, in a lot of farm systems. But, I mean, all things pan out like if he reaches his full upside i mean he might be a number three starter probably more realistically something like a number four so he's not uh he's not an elite um pitching prospect by any means he's got a good fastball and and uh above average change up but i think uh, i was actually looking at uh how some of the royals lefties perform against um various pitch types and i think hosmer's best pitch that he performs against actually is a is a change up so um you know he's uh, it, it, it's a good matchup for sure. The Twins have questionable defense and a questionable bullpen. So even if May throws well, you know if you get into the bullpen by the sixth inning or seventh inning. I mean he's still going to have some at bats against probably some not exactly high quality pitching. So yeah, a, a small Royal stack could could have some benefits against Trevor yeah, May. Hard to say. Some some good lefty hitters in that lineup that you could you could do a lot worse than than stacking against uh, Trevor May. Yeah. Um, and then at second base, uh, I I wrote four guys, three of whom get good lefty matchups. Um, the non, the guy, the right, sorry, the left-handed batter that's not facing a righty is uh, Daniel Murphy gets harangued again. If you if you're a harangue disbeliever, Daniel <laughs> Murphy's a lefty, um, and there's no reason he can't do well other than harangue's mysticism. Um, but the other three I like who all face lefties and all who do well against lefties. Brian Dozier gets Danny Duffy, and Brian Dozier is great against lefties. Yes. Howie Kendrick gets James Paxton, another lefty, and that's a good matchup for him. And then the big one, and you got to pay full price, but Jose Altuve gets uh, Scott Casimir, and Jose Altuve is otherworldly against Southpaws. So there's uh, three different prices there, but three different guys that could have good matchups against lefties uh, tomorrow yeah. or on Monday. Yeah, I'm I'm a little wary of Altuve just because uh, I mean Casimir does does can strike a lot of guys out and the Astros as they've already shown often this year will strike out a lot. Yeah, I worry that there's not going to be a whole lot happening around Altuve in the in the lineup that day. Yeah, uh, a lot of strikeouts around him. I feel like, but no, you can't you can't look past his uh, his numbers against lefties are are astounding. Um, I I went with the two that I like are, are Kendrick against Paxton and and then uh, Dozier against Duffy. So we mm-hmm. are. We're on the same page here. I, I have Altuve versus Casimir down as well, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm just a little hesitant to pay, like you said, you know, top dollar for somebody who might not really have a whole lot of support going on around him yeah. that day, and isn't a huge threat to hit a home run himself. So yeah, I've talked about this before. It depends on the format you play and how much risk you want to take and how much upside you want to go for. If you're in a 50-50 or a small league, you maybe want to play it a little safer. I like mm-hmm. to play the big tournaments and kind of shoot for the moon and go uh, high risk, high upside. Um, yeah. If this is something you're trying, I personally really like the Astro stack against Casimir. 
Um, it's entirely possible that Casimir completely shut them down. He's a really good pitcher. But there are a lot of right-handed bats in that lineup. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a total boomer bust strategy, really, I feel like. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at Springer, Gaddis, uh, there, there's so many... Chris Carter. So much, yeah, Chris Carter. Like you said, so much right-handed power there that you can see Casimir getting knocked out in the third inning, having, you know, hung up, yeah. you know, eight earned runs, or I could see him throwing seven shutout innings right. with, like, the only three hits he gives up being single to Jose Altuve. So, yeah, I did, uh, I built a tournament team tomorrow stacked against Casimir, and I expect they could be completely worthless, but, uh, Springer, Carter, and Gaddis. Carter and Gaddis have been worthless so far, oh. but it's been a week, you know, I'm not Gattis buying into it. Eight straight plate appearances. That's, that's, it's, that's it's not looking good, but, I mean, if he, <laughs> Hit a home run or two tomorrow, like you know, on Monday, it wouldn't be insane. Um, and Springer, yeah. In those in those tournaments, I like the guys that can maybe hit two home runs and just go crazy, and could easily go over. But I did. I built a team with uh, Altuve, Gaddis, Carter, and Springer. It's got to be a better strategy than stacking against Aaron Harang. <laughs> yeah, at least in a tournament, I I'm open to the possibility I might finish last, and that's okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's that's a strategy I've been playing with. Okay. All right. Um, third base. Anybody like at third base? Uh, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't typically like to do the uh the batter versus pitcher matchup uh, all that often. But there's basically one pitcher, single pitcher that I make an exception with, and it's R. A. Dickey, just because his skill set is obviously as unique as there is among pitchers. Sure. Um, and Evan Longoria has just crushed him uh mm-hmm. throughout his career. Uh, and, you know, if you look at, uh, Longorio's, uh, you know, pitch values against knuckleballs, he, he, hit, he hits the knuckleball really well. I mean, obviously, it's basically just R.A. Dickey and then earlier in his career, Tim Wakefield. Sure. Uh, but he's never, obviously never had much of a problem with the knuckleball before. Um, so I, I like Dickey, um, against Longoria. I wouldn't be opposed to Moustakis against Trevor May either. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and you know, uh, A-Rod against Wei and Chen. Uh, oh, yeah. A-Rod's hitting well, and, and, uh, and he's, he's facing a not very over, a not overpowering left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Uh, I, I think all three of those matchups could be good. He's the, he's the big right-handed bat in that Yankees lineup. I guess Beltran and Teixeira are, are switch hitters, but A-Rod's yeah. the big righty. Yep. You know, it's still kind of unclear what he's going to do this year, but there's potential for sure. Yeah, he's, he's hit well through the first, you know, week or so. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, At third base, I also wrote, your boy Trevor Plouffe gets Danny Duffy. Trevor oh, Plouffe's yep. always been very average, but he can hit lefties. You yep, know. that's very true. I actually didn't put that down. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised by that. He can, uh, he can hit lefties. He's not otherworldly against lefties, but he's better than you'd think. And then... Yeah. uh the other one that's been popular in this first week and he's done well, David Fries, uh, gets Ross Detweiler and yep. David Fries, uh, they've already done it twice now. They've batted him, uh, clean up against Enough. lefties and he's homered a few times off lefties, batting right behind the poo holes. Um, I don't think he's that great, but he's not expensive. That's for sure. Uh, I actually have Fries down and for some reason I didn't read him off. I yeah. talked about an angel stack against Detweiler earlier and then not even talking up, yeah. uh, one of the, the key components of that. So, I think he's a, he's a good, cheap option for sure yeah yeah um how about shortstop that was the position that i just kind of put my arms in the air yeah there there's not a there are not a lot of great shortstop options um during this depending on what site you're on though uh if, if billy hamilton qualifies at shortstop which he does uh periodically 
uh, man, there's been so much made about how, how last year, you know, can't throw over to first and struggle yeah. to throw first. And, and you know, if Hamilton gets on, he's going to test that. Yeah. Uh, that, so, that might yeah. be my favorite matchup to watch tomorrow is those two. Not even necessarily yeah. to bet on, but I want to see what happens with Hamilton on first against Leicester. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's not a new issue, and scouts have known about it for a while, um, but it, it's definitely getting blown up right now. The, the Cardinals ran on him uh, four times successfully, I think it was, in his first start. Um, and Hamilton's, uh, I mean, he, he's going to make a name for himself, or already has made a name for himself, based solely on his speed. He's, he's going to want to test that if he gets on, I feel like. So um, he might be a guy who, who picks up, you know, multiple steals, uh if he gets on base uh, a couple of times, or help me, if he gets on base once, he might, you know, steal second and third. So yeah, it'll um, be worth watching. I want to yeah. see it, whether I bet on him or not. I want to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other shortstops I wrote, if he doesn't qualify for you, um, I wrote Brad Miller, at Brandon McCarthy. I, I just think Brad Miller is cheap. Um, he has some pop and can steal a base, you know, yeah. and it's an okay lineup. It's really just a. You know, a cheap option, and Brandon McCarthy's not super overpowering. I don't foresee him having a huge day, but it's, it's a fine pick. And then a little I more love, expensive. I, um, love, I love McCarthy, so I'm, I might fight you on that one. But yeah. he's not overpowering. But I, I like I like McCarthy too. You know, that's I don't love that pick. I'm just trying to see you know cheap options starting at oh, the bottom. I, I think you can do a lot worse than than Miller. Uh, you know, yeah, pay, paying a cheap price for Miller, like you said. Yeah, and then more expensive side, uh, Jimmy Rollins gets James Paxton. Um, he's a switch hitter and he does just fine against lefties, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you see the Dodgers blowing up Paxton, um, I like Rollins fine. But to be honest, I don't, nothing at shortstop really stuck out to me for Monday. So that's no, kind of why, that's kind of why I had like a cheap option like Miller. If there's nobody yeah, there you love, just. Not great. You could do, um, uh, Jed Lowry is a, a decent option if, yes. you, if you're going to go with, um, you know, the Astro staff. The right to pop against against Casimir. Um, yeah, yeah. He his. I think I feel like I don't have it offhand. I feel like his platoon splits have calmed down a little bit, but I know that for sure earlier in his career, uh, almost all of his damage came against lefties. So yeah. he, he can hit lefties. So. Yep. Yeah. All right, and then in the outfield, uh, I had a bunch of names. Um, Alex Gordon is one of those lefties that can hit Trevor May. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned George Springer against Casimir. Evan Gaddis, depending on where he qualifies for you, against Casimir. Billy Hamilton against Leicester. Um, guys to see. What do you think of this uh, Rockies-Giants matchup? Heston versus Butler. Uh, <laughs> um, it could be... Uh, uh, I don't love that it's at AT&T, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that's two not exactly great pitchers. Um I would definitely feel pretty comfortable uh, taking some of the the Rockies left-handed bats. Yep. Um, you know, a, a guy like Blackman doesn't really hit away from Coors Field that much, but I, I'd be, you know, Dickerson and Carlos Gonzalez uh, are, are definitely two guys that, that I feel like you could take and have have some confidence in. And you know, even for the Giants side, yep. Anik and Pagan and them don't have uh, they, they don't really have a lot of lefties with power in the lineup. Brandon yeah. Belt, yes, but um, Eddie Butler. If you look at between his splits between the majors and minors last year, he, he struggled against left-handed hitters. He really, really overpowered righties, but um, he he's he's had some struggles against lefties. So yep. and uh, I feel like you can exploit that a little bit. And I still think Pagan is underrated right now. Switch hitter, some pop, some speed. You know, yep. three hundred hitter. So yeah, and he's going to hit at or near the top of that lineup. So he's you know if, if they do score some runs, he can be right in the middle of all that. Yeah, Pagan's nice and cheap. Um, I also yeah. wrote Christian Yelich gets Shelby Miller. Uh, Shelby Miller doesn't scare me, you know. 
And then, um, if he's playing, you'll have to pay attention, but Scott Van Slyke against James Paxton. Scott, Scott Van Slyke has shown serious success against lefties. And so, uh, you gotta make sure he's in that lineup. But if he cracks that, uh, Dodgers outfield, then, uh, he's pretty interesting. So. Yeah. Um, we covered a lot of the same guys, uh, in our outfield list, but some of the ones that I have that you didn't mention. And it's, it's two very much pay full price for him guys, but, uh, Trout against Detweiler, Puig sure. against Paxton, both. Both guys who obviously uh, hit lefties very well, and, and are you know they, you don't need to go into that much detail as to why they're good daily picks. Um, yep. They're two of the better outfielders in the game, obviously. For a little bit uh, lesser players, I, I went and said Marquez against Latos again. Still not loving uh, Matt Latos as a whole. Uh, I don't love Marquez obviously, but that's a decent just platoon matchup, and Marquez will probably be fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, like you said, if he's in the lineup. Um, Eric Young uh, versus Latos, uh, just because he's a guy who can have the the platoon advantage, get on base, and if you got Jared Saltamanakia behind the plate, he's not really gonna scare anybody into necessarily, you know, staying put at first base. Um, yeah. He he does not throw out runners particularly well. I think he was below twenty percent last year. He was around twenty percent the year before. He he does not control the running game well. So if if Eric Young uh, is in the lineup tomorrow and he gets on base, he's going to be a cheap cheap option who you know, put up some yeah, points for sure. At least at least steal a base if not two, you know whatever, um, yep. and and contribute that way. So yep, he's worth keeping an eye on the fellow your lineup. All right, um, and then how about some pitchers for Monday? I wrote down uh, Jacob Degrom is at home versus the Phillies. There's nothing not to like about that. If you like nope. Jacob Degrom. Um, okay. Jake Odorizzi is a pitcher I really like. He's going to Toronto, which is a matchup I don't like. Um, and so he's kind of a riskier pick. I think going to Toronto might scare some people off, which is good. Um, so again, if you're in a more of an upside format, um, I could see him doing good things just because he's a good pitcher and he racks up the strikeouts, but he could also get pummeled in the dome. Um, yeah. I wrote Matt Latos. I think I'm not as down on him as you are, but he's definitely uh, has some question marks around him right now. Yeah, he he could be fine in Atlanta, but I don't know. It's kind of a wait and see with him. Um, yeah. And I know we mentioned some picks in this matchup, but McCarthy versus Paxton is a really interesting uh, pitching matchup. You know, I can see them both doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like James Paxton, and part of me didn't really want to suggest all these you know right-handed bats against him, but at the same time. Um, I feel like it, it is a day where there's some pretty good pitchers going tomorrow, um, and, and so it's it's a little bit tougher to necessarily find a matchup you like where you've got somebody uh, with with a good platoon advantage in their favor. Um, uh, three of the guys that I wrote down are actually two that you have talked about going against, so I okay. don't know, we'll see, but I, I picked Casimir, uh just against Houston. Um, it's, it's, it's boomer bust. It's, he could be just fine. He could get he could get shelled, or he could go seven innings and strike out twelve. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, so uh, there's there's definitely upside there. Um, I actually I'm not that scared by the Marlins outside of uh, Stanton um, and Shelby Miller is decent enough and young enough that, that I feel like it's it's an okay matchup. Uh, yeah. It's not great, um, but it, it's an okay matchup. And then uh, I Matt Shoemaker uh, against. Uh, Kind of a rundown Rangers lineup, especially if if Shin, if Shin Su Chu is is still out of it. Um, are you the, a uh, are you a shoemaker believer? Uh, you know, 
I, I don't believe he's going to repeat uh, last year's numbers, but I, I, I'm a believer that he can be a, a useful useful starter this year and, and that he can pick up some strikeouts. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, so far, so good. For yeah. Now. So like far, he, so good. He's, he's not going to be that expensive, um, especially you know if you're, when you're comparing him to guys like Lester and, and yeah. whoever else is at the top of the, the list that day, uh, DeGrom probably. Uh, yeah. But... Yeah, he's he's a he's probably a nice like mid range to slightly below average priced um, pitcher who you know isn't facing a, a terrifying lineup really. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. So there's a bunch of options for you for Monday, and then uh, let's put some names down for our, our field of streams contest for Monday and Tuesday. Looking ahead yeah. on Monday, uh, I saw five names that I would at least consider, and I got to in my head pick one that I actually really like. Um, Realistically, it's just two guys. It's Wei and Chen versus the Yankees, because they're really not scary yet. I know they just, you know, whooped on Clay Buckles, but Wei and Chen's completely competent. I don't think that's a bad pick. Um, I'm going with a guy who is literally 50% owned. Um, <laughs> and Matt and I weighed in last year. We decided we'd cheat. We, we count 50. 50 or less. Um, Danny oh, Duffy goes to the gotta, Twins. Gotta pick less than fifty, just to just to spare my four Twins. <laughs> we uh, we we cheat. We take fifty or less. Danny Duffy. Um, look, I know I mentioned some guys in that lineup that could hurt him, Ploof and and Dozier, but uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Not not a real scary lineup. And and Danny Duffy has shown flashes of brilliance. I don't know if he's that good yet. But uh, oh, yeah, he. I mean, he he was a, a top, you know, thirty prospect or whatever for a while, and then he wasn't as good as the area showed last year. Yeah. Suggested last year, but he's not. It's, it's a reasonable matchup. Yeah, I, it's not a slam dunk at all. But I, it's a little more upside than Wei and Chen. So, I'm gonna go with that. Other ones I wrote that don't really inspire me. Matt Garza goes to St. Louis. Um, if you believe in Eddie Butler, he used to be a big prospect. He's going to uh, San Francisco, but I don't believe in him yet. And Mike Leak goes to Wrigley Field, which is also really boring. A lot of really boring pitchers on Monday, and I tried to go yeah. with the the least boring. And uh, Danny uh, Duffy. Uh, I'm I'm half tempted to to roll the dice on Aaron Harang just after that uh, that first brilliant outing, uh, just to throw a vote of confidence in him. But I, I don't think I can do it. It's um, certainly not impossible. It'll do well. He spent most of last year ruining the disbelievers. You know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm still not a believer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's it's go with one of the boring guys, or or just throw a hail mary at, at Trevor May for fun, like I did with Russell Iglesias. Sure. Uh, I think I'm less confident in Trevor May than I was in uh, in Iglesias. But sure. Um, yeah. Mike Leak is not exciting. Uh, he he hasn't ever been exciting uh, the past two years. He's gone from like completely dull to mildly interesting, I guess. He, uh-huh. He's become a, a slightly above average pitcher. And and the Cubs are, are good, but not terrifying lineup, I guess, just yet, uh, because Chris Bryant is still in the minors. Yeah. So um, I, I'm I'm probably gonna regret regret this, but I, I'm gonna take a leak uh, at Chicago, and and Trevor May is gonna throw a, a complete game tomorrow, and I'll cry. We'll be watching. You won't cry. You'd be pumped. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll be watching Trevor May. Trevor May, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike Lee could totally do fine. Um, and then real quick, Tuesday the 14th, we had Tom Kohler last week, and I think he was at home versus Atlanta, and we put up the, the most Tom Kohler start ever. Um, but he does very well at home. This time he's on the road in Atlanta, which is enough to make him a little more scary, I guess, because he has shown those splits. Um, 
There's also uh, Anthony DeSclafani goes to Wrigley Field. He's kind of an interesting guy. Kendall Graveman goes to the Astros. Um, he doesn't have the strikeout stuff to really take advantage of them, and I want to see him show it. Um, he's, he's an interesting guy, a deep sleeper, but he hasn't really shown it yet. I like A.J. Burnett for his strikeouts, but not against the Tigers, who seem unstoppable right now. Um, Odrasamer Despagne, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, an old favorite from last year. He's back, and he gets the Diamondbacks at home. He's a, a perplexing pitcher, but worth attention if he's, you know, he's back in the rotation. But, um, I am, I'm piggybacking on, uh, on who Matt went with last week. He went with Shane Green and it went really well. And Shane Green goes to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's fine, but they're not a scary lineup yet, you know, especially if McCutcheon's sitting. So, yeah, I want Shane Green at Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think McCutcheon's gonna sit. He, he homered today, but, um, uh, am I am I allowed to to copycat you, and or do I have to make a different pick? You now? certainly don't have to make a different pick. Oh man, I was between Shane Green and, and your boy Odrisimer. Um and I, I do like that Despagne is uh, you know at home against the the uh, you know fairly mediocre team in the Diamondbacks. Probably yeah. maybe being generous to them, um, but uh, he doesn't really have a whole lot of strikeout stuff. Um, no. So I I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna agree with you and I'm gonna take uh take Shane Green uh in Pittsburgh. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad McCutcheon's back, but I keep hearing these comments about how his knee doesn't sound good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I we all want to see him healthy, but he keeps trying to say no, I'm fine, no, I'm fine, and it just sounds like a playing through it type of thing, which is not always good. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's hope he's okay. I want him to be. I'm glad he's back Homer today, but. I don't know. If I were an, an owner, I would be nervous, for sure. Understandable. Yeah, great. All right, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff for Monday. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining me on this uh, oh, Monday absolutely. edition to kick off week two. I'm happy to be here and happy to do it any time. Hopefully, uh, hopefully our rambling can, can help some people uh, win some money. Yeah, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys on Twitter. I'm Dylan uh, at HigginsMLB, and Steve is on Twitter at Adams underscore Steve. Steve, yep. of course, also writes at MLB Trade Rumors, which I assume you have heard of if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and not then, uh, what's that? But if not, go read us. Yay. Yeah, get over to MLB Trade Rumors. If I've been out for the day and not at my computer, uh, it's the, the website to go check to be like, what did I miss today? For sure. Um, has all the relevant info. All um, right. yeah. You. And then, uh, yeah, you're listening to Feel the Streams on Rotographs Audio. If you're looking for deeper analysis, the Sleeper and the Bust is Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays. Paul Spore, Eno Saris, Jason Collette. Um, they go a little lo- more long form, less daily formats and more for your standard leagues. But it's all good info, always. So uh, check them out for sure. Other than that, uh, we're here Monday through Friday, every morning. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.